0: I'm Thomas, Editor-in-Chief of UrbanHealthToday.com, part of the DocWire Family of Medical News sites, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Urban Health Weekly. Our goal each week is to keep you informed of the latest in health and medical news right from today's headlines. It's time to empower yourself with open conversations about your medical care with news that matters to you. So are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome to Urban Health Weekly, where we talk about medical news and health topics that matter to you. I'm Tamara Thomas, and I'm here with Jackie and Lou. How are you guys?
1: Hey, you guys. How is it doing? I'm good over here. I'm good also. I'm uh,
2: going through a little bit of withdrawal over here on my side. Uh,
0: Withdrawal? What are you withdrawing from? Really?
2: Diet soda. Do tell. My my diet soda, (laughs) caffeine.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: Caffeine hit. Uh, Not intentional. Just ran out of them.
0: and You ran out of diet soda?
2: Yes, even my, you
0: even who keeps multiple cans of that stuff everywhere.
2: Why? Usually, do you uh,
0: do you her. only do
1: caffeinated one? Is it caffeinated? Oh, caffeine, please. You yeah. know. Yeah, I wouldn't bother with the uncaffeinated kind. That yeah, do, that wouldn't bother. That I wouldn't bother with that. So I didn't want, know there was a decaffeinated
0: coffee? soda. I didn't know that there was. Yeah, there's certain
1: diet sodas that are yeah, decaffeinated. Soda. 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 That yeah, de-caffeinated
0: soda. Soda. Soda.
1: yeah. Don't bother.
0: That's what I know. Yeah,
2: that's that's no, but um, you know this caffeine withdrawal stuff. Like usually every morning I have my two cups of coffee, and that gets me going. And then after my two cups of coffee, I switch over to diet soda, and (laughs) and,
1: I do something like that.
2: Yeah, I only had one, and I drank it at nine o'clock, saying, "Get around to going to the store." Usually I have like a like a fallout shelter bunker worth it <laughs> that if the world ends i'll have diet sodas for a lifetime but i've been lazy lately and uh i haven't bought any diet sodas so now i am paying the price
0: uh, so i guess just turning on the tap and just getting a glass of water is not an option
2: oh god no Unless-
0: oh no. <laughs> um, you your poor are crying
1: that? out do you guys sink at three o'clock, like three o'clock, two to three is a great time to have like a big old cup of tea or back in the day for me, it was like diet soda with caffeine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: No, I don't drink tea until it's time for bed. Then I'll have some like chamomile or some valerian. Or something. Oh, but I it's not. I drink water through the day
1: it's not herb. It's not, it's herbal. It's not. Yes, uh, caffeinated yes, none of that caffeine it's not for caffeine. Oh my gosh. No,
0: no, no, I don't do caffeine. I think I caffeine such a ca- ca- crazy.
1: I have such a caffeine addiction. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: Um, I would say it's three hours for me. So three hours after my cup of coffee, if I don't have a caffeine hit, I start to feel sluggish. And then my next three hour cycle, if I don't have another caffeine hit, on top of the first one that I just missed, I start getting a low-level headache.
1: Oh, oh. Through withdrawal! Look at that, Tamara no, is really no, on the no right caffeine. track with no caffeine. How does she do it?
2: I don't know. Uh. I just don't know how empowering powering through this. So I'm somewhere between sluggish and withdrawal. I've got another hour <laughs> and a half. And <laughs> withdrawal.
0: Yeah, I just don't. I don't do caffeine at all. I just do water and tea, and that's that. Well, that's amazing well yeah because caffeine just is caffeine's not my friend it just doesn't it doesn't work for me it makes me hyper I can't sleep at night uh I'm laying there in the bed like staring at the ceiling like why can't I go to sleep I'm (laughs) completely tired and then I'll remember oh I had that stupid decaffeinated coffee at like one o'clock what was I thinking and that's just decaffeinated, which is technically yeah. not really decaffeinated. It's just like really low caffeine. So I have a caffeine sensitivity, so I just avoid it altogether. Wow. Yeah. So I don't, I, don't, I mean, I just, I just get a good night's rest. That's all I, you know, that's what I do. In any event, um, we got a lot to chat about today. So let's start with insulin. Do we like this? That Eli Lilly lowered the price of insulin? Is Love it. A- it. <laughs> no. You, not enough? <laughs> Novo Nordic, Novo Nordic is also lowering their price.
2: Yeah, but it's it's just like your run of the mill stuff. But the really good stuff is like way up there.
0: What's the really good stuff? Well, What's... the
2: stuff that makes you lose weight. Uh, maybe we'll get into. Some uh... um...
0: Oh, that's a good point. The regular insulin, they don't need to. They don't need to hold you hostage with that anymore because yeah, they got they got Wegovy, they got Semaglutide. Yeah, that's right. It's a chess play. <laughs> oh, are you saying it's a false flag? Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. I hadn't given that thought at all. Yeah,
2: this is like me saying I'm lowering prices on 1982 Hondas. I mean, who comes? <laughs> <laughs> you know wow thank yeah you. especially <laughs>
0: when you've got Tesla. I get it guys. I, you know
2: I, I guess you know for you know if you're poor and, and all that that that's great i mean most people are doing the the 25 dollars are free uh, for the most part if you can i think afford it's
0: 35 dollars. It.
2: The, yeah, theirs is thirty five. I believe uh if you're on Medicaid or whatever the law just passed for twenty five dollars.
0: Uh yeah. What's the law was for thirty-five dollars and people were like, Oh, that's no that's nothing because the law says it's gotta be thirty-five anyway.
2: Yeah, I don't wanna sound like an elitist, so it's either thirty five or twenty I know that they, they these people knocked it down to thirty five. But
1: what if you're a young person with uh diabetes? Didn't they have it where you have to get like a prescription card for like you have to get a special savings card like it's not it's it, it's not necessarily lowered is that what's going on
2: yeah to, you've got to jump through hoops and you got to do okay to get the 25 dollar one i mean me as a guy i would just like work all the, the time extra time pick up bottles or something and just not, get, <laughs> not to the break of the ball, but but uh But
0: you if know, you're on a fixed income and yeah, you don't have
2: that kind income, of I I mean it's good to have options and uh and I, I you know let's let's say it this is a good thing. Um, it's a great um, thing, yes. And that people are gonna have access to this and not only access in the United States, access worldwide. I, I mean thirty five dollars may not seem like a lot here. In the United States, but there's countries whose monthly incomes are a hundred to two hundred dollars a month, U.S. dollars a month. So if you've got to buy insulin in those countries and you have to pay U.S. prices, you're in a lot of trouble.
0: Oh wow. Mm. But you make an excellent point about the why why hold on to the insulin anymore when we've got the semaglutide. Yeah,
2: you got well. We got well, the we got the,
0: well, designer the designer stuff. Yeah, the good we got stuff. The designer Ooh. stuff now. Screw insulin. <laughs> yeah, it's like those
2: cheap jeans. See out there. I, I want
0: my designer jeans. Got our real money makers. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, what about the speaking of a uh, prescription drugs, the albuterol shortage is getting worse. Have Have you heard of that?
1: Uh, Well, I just saw that
0: article. Well, listen to this. uh, Children's hospitals across the country lost the supplier of a common respiratory medicine with the sudden shutdown of an Illinois manufacturing plant, which specialists warned will prolong shortages of an important treatment for kids with RSV and asthma who show up in emergency rooms. Acorn, a company that has struggled under bankruptcy for two years and had been the subject of FDA enforcement actions shut down its U.S. operations on Thursday, including manufacturing facilities in Illinois, New Jersey, and New York. Its Illinois facility was licensed to make liquid albuterol, which is used by hospitals for nebulizers, common devices that turn medicine into mist to be inhaled. The shutdown of that plant leaves one remaining domestic supplier of liquid albuterol, supply chain analysts and executives said, although another pharmacy supplier is racing to build a second supply. The FDA has had the medicine on its shortage list since last fall. Hospitals have been able to manage the issue thus far, and patients have not been affected directly as they were when the coronavirus caused the shortage of asthma inhalers in 2020. Yet health system leaders say it is another example of the fragile domestic supply of vital generic drugs, a problem that was exacerbated by the pandemic and continues in multiple types of medicines. Profit margins are so low on some generic drugs that they have few manufacturers. So a single failure can have a big impact on the health system, experts say. Whoa, whoa, Whoa. that's, that's bad. We're going to keep an eye on that situation.
2: Uh, I mean, it's, it could be dangerous for kids. Uh, I mean that's would uh, be
0: not dangerous. Not only
2: that, I think older adults uh, it, could, it could hurt them too. Um, it's not only kids I think, mean, that take it. Um,
0: well, right. If you know a lot of asthmatics rely on albuterol, not just, but you know if you just imagine if you if you are low income and you don't have a steady supply, a doctor supplying you with albuterol, and you go to the emergency room because you're having a severe asthma attack and the emergency room doesn't have it or they have to ration it right that's horrible children could die
2: and you would think that there's certain staples i'm
0: curious what the fda um what their crackdown on this facility was on this acorn but you were saying
2: well i was saying that certain staples uh just uh you take for granted that you're always going to find them in the supermarket you know it's almost like milk and juice like you you know you don't say do you have milk there today you just go there on the assumption that it's there um and it's just it's just amazing that that it would be gone
0: well you know some supermarkets are pulling eggs because the eggs have just gotten so expensive that they can't even pass it on to consumers so they're just not carrying eggs right so that is becoming a reality
2: that's on the inflation side And, and yeah i get it that
0: I mean, have you ever thought you would see a day where you go to a supermarket and they don't have eggs because eggs are too expensive? I don't. No. You,
2: know, you know, we just had, uh, the last article was that insulin is now $35. I right. don't know how much it costs to manufacture insulin.
0: I'm sure but, it's less than $35. I'm,
2: I'm sure it is too, but I'm also wondering whether sometimes price controls don't take into uh, consideration how much things cost. And I'm not talking about how much the ingredients cost. I'm talking about how much things cost to manufacture. Okay. Which total cost and ingredient cost are two completely different things. So, for example, I can say, oh, this omelet that I'm eating at the restaurant, you know, it's two eggs, uh, three, three whatevers or I'll use one best uh, smoothies or, or or veggie juice. The other day we were pricing out. Uh, I remember um, we were pricing out veggie juices and saying, okay, they use seven carrots, two apples, yeah. one <laughs> piece, one piece of this. So their ingredients all organic cost seven dollars, but they're selling to me for ten dollars. So blah blah blah. Okay, that's cool. But how much does the employee make? How much is it for the plastic cup? How much is it for that uh, that place? How much is their insurance? How much is their electricity?
1: Oh, and their transport?
2: well, yeah, I, and, and that in accounting it's a term of uh, you know your 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 fully loaded cost to make one unit. And your fully loaded cost, and it, there's also cool things called cost transfer, blah, blah, blah. But your fully loaded cost to make a unit may be a lot of money you got to keep a plan going and the plan has hr people you got to pay them and you got safety officers and, and all those things so when you look at the cost to do something you can't only look at the ingredients because if you look at the ingredients and say yeah they're making a they're making a bundle but when you start looking at thin margins then there's that so another thing the government has to do is if they are going to put cost controls on things They have to really take a strong look at what is the cost of manufacturing this thing. Well, people are just going to say, see, yeah, and not do it. Because the government itself manufactures nothing. Everything is done by private industry.
1: How much is subsidized by the government? Hardly anything. Ah, Just the R&D is subsidized indirectly.
0: Well, the R&D was many, many years ago. I don't think drugs like- Right, on these insulin. Drugs, right, yeah. insulin, and albuterol, albuterol right. these are old drugs. So, you know, I don't think- well, do they
1: get some kind of benefit or goodwill from doing the favor of manufacturing, you know, low profit margin drugs that are essential?
2: Well, what what does, have, I'll, I'll touch on it right now. Um, what does happen is the government does have some incentives for uh, orphan drugs, for things of that nature, Uh, in terms of helping. And by orphan drugs, these are drugs that only serve, let's say, 25,000 people for conditions that are very, very, very rare. Uh So there are some subsidies or grants available uh, for that. Uh, But for the most part, no, drug development is not subsidized by the government at all. Hmm
0: well that's not well, for these <laughs> we've had this discussion drugs.
1: before yeah but it's...
0: well no for these particular drugs because they've been around so darn long and there's no like really new formulas of them coming out i'll buy that but in general the government does have some hand in r&d the money does ultimately come from the government no oh for heaven's sake okay We've had this we discussion before. We really need before. to. We really need to yeah. The
2: government, the, the government, the money does not come from the government.
0: I said ultimately comes from the government. It doesn't yeah. come directly. Okay. Let's. Not. Ta- I'm not prepared yeah. for this argument. Oh, now now.
2: Have a commercial, I,
0: I'm not State. having a commercial. I'm just saying that we're going to move on because you and I are going to get tangled up in this. And ah. I'm not prepared with my notes in front of me to like read you the riot act. No, so we're going to move six. on we're going to move we're going to move on because that's not true we just talked about this like some weeks ago how yeah. um what was that drug uh, i forgot what drug it was uh, it was the drug the 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 alzheimer's drug oh, How I that was know. Bought, that was bought from one company and then another company bought it from that company but that was originally created and, and funded by the government it was funded by government dollars uh-uh. Yes, it was, and uh-huh. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna look for it, and it, we're it gonna talk wrong. about it. We're gonna. Yes, we're talking. We're gonna. On the website, look I at him. He's
1: bebopping and scatting. Like, be careful. Like <laughs>
0: he's trying to. He's trying <laughs> to throw me off. He's, tap- he's dancing. To, let's go. Yes, he. is yeah, He's trying
2: agress- to. He's I'm I'm throwing up microaggressions. Like okay. Oh,
0: <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna be prepared next time because I didn't expect you to tell that little fib. But I'm gonna be next time. We're gonna talk about it. I'm gonna make sure to have my stuff in front of me. I'm not prepared today, but and
1: then she's gonna let you have
0: it. And then, that's right. I'm gonna let you have it. I am going to let you have it. So we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about. um, uh, Should we talk about Silicon Valley Bank? Since you brought it up,
2: might as well uh, throw it out
0: there. Okay.
2: But it'll only prove me right, but, but it go
0: ahead. Ah. So how is that? Okay, before I start, just tell me how that's going to prove you right. Oh, by the way, the reason we're even talking about it is because, uh, as many of you probably know, Silicon Valley Bank uh, basically went belly up, and the government had to bail them out um, because depositors, you know, rushed on to the bank and, you know, withdrew all their money. Do
2: so you want me to go through? Yes, right go through that. Their- yeah.
0: Way? yes all right but so, tr- but try to make it short
2: okay i can if never you make can, it short, but we i know that's true we're, we're actually have plenty of time so i don't I'll, know
0: if we have plenty of like, time you, but you know try to I, make it short and, and try to make it fact, try to make yeah. it as lay as possible so,
2: this, is be, <gasps> this, is be, this is gonna be really easy
0: i know okay. you're you're not capable of doing lay okay. discussion but let's <gasps> try
2: Silicon valley back is actually a very important back i'll throw out some names that we all know roku roku had half oh. a million dollars in deposit. million oh. At Silicon Valley Bank. Oh, my God! Uh, Silicon Valley wow. Bank was a financier of a lot of tech startups in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done exceptionally amount of good work. They also have funded a lot of biotechnology firms. That's
0: it, biotech.
2: And these firms, the, the way these firms work is they'll get a big grant, let's say. Uh, our, our editor-in-chief here will say from the government, but... It's not only from the government that the grant comes from, The, the grants also come from companies like Pfizer, all of those, and they're held in the bank, and they're used to make payroll, they're used to make purchases, et cetera, et cetera. So the way these biotech companies get, they'll raise $100 million from various sources, and then they apply themselves to create a drug using this money. Uh, many tech companies work the same way. They are single-minded. They have a product that they're trying to bring to market. There's no money coming in, but while they're doing it, they get to pay people, they get to keep the doors open, et cetera, et cetera. Silicon Valley Bank was where all this money was kept. Um, it, It was doing a great thing. It was helping these companies. In 2015, Silicon Valley Bank because there's been a lot of political This party did it, and that party did it. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank went to Barack Obama, and I believe rightfully so said, hey, look, we're doing this great public service. We're funding technological growth. These, all these regulations that we did in 2008 because of the bank, t- they shouldn't really apply to a small regional bank. We can do better without so much regulation. They got a dispensation. Then in 2018, many other small regional banks went and said, hey, we're going to do this, we got to do this too. If they're getting it, we should do it. Why are they special? Blah, blah, blah. And then another group of things, uh, this time under the Trump administration, they got relief. They also got another level of relief there. So all of these banks, small banks, were not being regulated the way the big banks are. So that was red flag or yellow flag, number one. You expect them to be responsible.
0: But the biggest drag on on SVB was that depositors wanted their money back. And so they had to sell assets.
2: The next thing that happened, yeah. At a loss. The next thing that happened is they
0: had to sell assets
2: at a loss. They fell asleep at the wheel is they had a lot of their deposits. When that money came in, they deposited this money in bonds, which were only paying 2%. And when the interest rates started going up, their bonds that they didn't sell the bonds and buy new bonds that were paying more, so they weren't flipping their bonds over and over again. Um, it's kind of complicated, but bonds get flipped all the time and they get sold and they get bought and you get money for them.
0: K I S S, keep it simple. I'm sir. keeping
2: it simple. Anyway, they didn't do this. They didn't do this. Whether they, you know, whether they were fooling around, they also started investing in long shots. And that's where the environmental stuff comes. Some of these companies that they were investing in or or holding the money or holding the loans for were companies that were going to pay out, let's say, products that are not going to be able to come to market for 10, 15 years. And all of a sudden, they started getting cash crunched. Now, when they went crash crunch, when they got cash crunched, what happened? Social media. Because social media picks these things up and everybody knew about it. In fact, they didn't even have a chance. If they would have had another 24 hours, the crisis would have been averted. They started their bonds to cash. Anybody who wanted cash, they had plenty of cash. But what happened is because of social media, people showed up at the bank. And because of
0: the interest rates going up.
2: (coughs) Well, the interest rates went up. uh, It was a perfect storm. Perfect storm for them. And then once that happened, they would have had the money, except that you had this massive run on the bank because of social media. Now, it's the, the problem then was all of this biotech money, all this drug discovery money, was locked up in this bank. And what's going to happen now? Fortunately, the, the government did step in. All right, I'm going to give the government a couple of props. They did step in. The FDIC has plenty of money. And they were able to prop up this bank and make sure that this did not happen. A sister bank, uh, First Republic, started having problems, and that was propped up by the banking industry itself, where J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, and all others each pledged $5 billion and deposited the money so that the bank was solvent for a few days and could do what it needed to do, meaning turn its its non-cash assets into cash or other more liquid type things. So that, that was the story there. And we're seeing repercussions of that because once confidence goes, things go bad.
0: So now, what's going to happen with all of these um, these startups that relied on? What's going to happen when their loans come due? What's going to happen with with new businesses? What's going to happen now that there's no it, SBB? It, it, I can
2: answer that two ways. I could, I could say the textbook answer is absolutely nothing. Everything is guaranteed. Everybody's got money. Everything is good.
0: Because the government said so? Because the government's been giving the no, money? the
2: government money. doesn't even have to say so. There's plenty of money there to make sure because the regulations are still in place. The true answer, the truer answer is what happens when your significant other is mad at you? All sorts of bad things happen. You can say, <laughs> sorry. You can say this, you can say that, but you know, grief is going to happen. And, and that's what we're going through now. We're going through a lot of grief and it's not having to do with reality. It's having to do with perception. It's having to do with lack of confidence. And if people don't trust something, guess what? They ain't putting their money there.
0: So, but the question, getting back <laughs> to our intent and purpose is yeah. what's going to happen. I've got a new product that I want to bring to the market. Um, I've got a new biotech. Where am I going to get the money now?
2: Well, if the confidence is not there to deposit this money in the banks, then the confidence may not be there for you to get that loan.
0: So in other words, they're not going to be giving that kind of money. There's anymore. not going to
2: be giving And that so that's
0: what So if you know.
2: had a company that was going on, your money's safe, everything is good. However, it's lack of confidence. It's that future lack of confidence. And I was using the metaphor of a relationship, but you could use the metaphor of an employee. You can use the metaphor of your gardener messing up something, or or you go to a store and they do something once you, or a mechanic that does a repair but does a, a shoddy job. Once you lose that confidence with somebody, do you come back to them, or is that place going to be able to do business the way it was? And right now, the answer
0: is not not yet. Hmm. Maybe not ever. Maybe not. Where ever.
1: are those Where are those startups going to go? Nowhere. Well, Nowhere um, where
0: well, there, there isn't anyone else that's doing it unless someone I, comes in and takes their place. But I mean, I don't know. They're just going to languish like yesteryear. Well, you know, so
1: the way this affects the consumer, Tamara, is that is this what you're saying? I'm just going to uh, hedge a guess. Are you saying it's not there's not going to be newer startups for medical devices, biotech? You're concerned that this is going to affect consumers pretty soon. Is that, is that what you're saying?
0: I'm not concerned that it's going to affect consumers. You mean it's consumers of biotech? Is that what you mean? Or no, I mean, eventually patients. Yes. Yes. Okay.
2: I think three to five years down the road. It is.
0: Okay. Right. It is going to stall, um, advancements in medicine. That's what I'm, I'm worried about. So okay. that's why we went through this whole thing of talking about. Yeah. <laughs> now I understand. It was
1: so interesting.
0: Professor Louie over here is like giving us a whole yeah, lecture yeah, on yeah,
1: the bank. Yeah. Well, now I understand more about how you know, the bank you know, failed. It's crap. You
0: know, that's a lot. Say again, say again, Jackie, what were you saying?
1: Well, it gave me more of an idea of how, you know, the bank, well, sort of failed or pretty much almost failed.
2: Yeah. And and look, interest rates, the way they are, I mean, if you're going for a mortgage, which is, uh, you know, traditionally the safest investment a bank can make, because they're only lending you 80% of the value of the house, and they can always take it away, um, take it back. So they, in essence, it's very hard for them to lose money. Um, if mortgages are at 7.5%, can you imagine what a biotech firm is going to start paying on new loans? I'm not talking about the money that's out there already. I'm talking about a new loan, and what's going to happen there, and that thats, that's
1: And a lot of no these joke.
0: things are so expensive to begin with, and then you add these high interest rates on top of it. It's going to be completely out of the average person's reach.
2: Right, and I would—I you're absolutely right. And you know, before I was talking about transfer pricing and all that, and now let me—I'm glad this segment came next because now I'm going to kind of close the loop on that. The stuff, the compounds, and all that is not that much. It's the interest rate that you paid for all of this. It's all of this nonsense mm. that goes on in order. Now, if you're going to throw another extra five or ten percent of interest on top of things, that's going to be cost that's going to be moved on into the future. So these future drugs that are going to come out are going to have that, you know, that backpack of weight behind them that say, "Hey, this cost me yada 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 to produce and to discover." So you're not going to get it for $25. So that that's kind of where we are right now. This is this is not in a good place. And this is going to affect us in the pocket later on Yeah, in, in the medical side. And it's also going to affect us with having less choices.
0: Yeah. You know, mm. but I think the average person looks at this and says, well, it's some bank. What do I care? That doesn't have any effect on me. But it does ultimately have an effect on you. Uh, if God forbid you get sick,
1: Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: That isn't just living on somebody's mind or or somebody's patent and is not being brought to to market. So that's just something to think about. Uh, We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, Professor Lewis was giving us uh, further air full, uh in the bank because once you get him started, <laughs> with stuff, there is just no stopping him. So let's move on to this week's Unfortunately,
2: topic. during the commercial break, I just wouldn't stop talking so it'll be lost. <laughs> so I had to
0: try to come back just to get him to stop. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you, Lou. No we, we appreciate the, the treatise there. All right. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about, well, not all things obesity, but some things obesity. All right, so let's jump in. The okay, we're familiar with the the Ozempic shortage, or what there was a shortage of Ozempic. They're finally back on the market now. It's back in stock, right?
2: Wow. Well, well,
0: well, no, it is. As of I think as of uh, March seventeenth or something like that. It's back in
2: stock, but it's hard to get.
0: Well, it was always hard to get. It was always hard to get. I mean, it it really unless you're like rich or a celebrity, it's well, yeah, hard it's to $1,500 get. 1500 dollars
2: a month. Well, and that's with insurance.
0: So is that
1: for the diabetics, or that's for non-diabetics? It's
0: supposed to be for diabetics and obese, right? Primarily for diabetics, yeah, but because right, I know people who have diabetes. But so if you're a okay. Hollywood celebrity, yeah, you get you need it. To lose weight for a role, you're getting it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you, you, if you're just like some main street schmuck, and you have a, a diabetes. Then you can't get it tough break you know Chelsea Handler needs to get some because she's got a show coming up you know what I mean like it's, <laughs> you just you just gotta step back so many people in means get prescribed this drug and and that's what created the shortage um if you're a diabetic with regular insurance you're out in the cold I mean that it's just what it is you know but Chelsea Handler and other celebrities they they talk openly about using the semaglutide to lose weight. So apparently it's like a big Hollywood thing. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, that's where you get Ozempic face, right? That's what everybody's talking about lately. Well, that's
0: that's I mean, you get Ozempic face from using Ozempic, but I'm I'm saying that people who have oh yeah, we did talk about that. People who have yeah. used yeah. Ozempic and lost a significant amount of weight, be they a celebrity or otherwise, do get that that sagging face. But I'm just saying that the reason that there was a shortage of Ozempic is because there was such a run on the drug because if you have money, if you're rich and famous, you're gonna get it a lot more easily the average person is going to get insulin, which, as Lou was pointing out earlier, <laughs> now insulin is cheaper. It's like, we don't need to bulk up the price of insulin. And when you can have the Im- insulin pauper, yes. we've got
2: Pepsi <laughs> uh, It's like peon have this.
0: We've got our cash cow. exactly. Peons have this cheap insulin. You go ahead. We've got our royal semaglutide, yeah. you know, with our <laughs> with our royal following. Making us buku dollars. We don't need your insulin dollars yeah. anymore. We don't need to fleece you anymore. So, so that's what happened there. Yeah. So it's back in stock, but for a while, you you couldn't get it if you were, were taking. Well, it. I,
2: I, if I remember, not before.
0: that insurance is very keen on spending that kind of money every month anyway. And by the way, did you know that once you stop, you you start to gain back the weight again?
2: Well, it's an appetite suppressant. Yes, it makes you feel like you're full. So yes. it doesn't really suppress your appetite; it just makes you feel like you're full, and you don't realize you don't feel the need to eat. However, once it goes away, you're going to have that old need to eat. So, unless you've consciously gotten rid of
0: your, the reasons that the you reasons were overeating you to were begin eating, with,
2: like like for me personally. I can maintain weight for two, three, four, five years unless something adverse happens where I I just can't. like uh, and two, then three, in
1: only five years is pretty fun. good, but yeah, something always comes up.
2: Talk uh, about our outtakes. Uh, our outtakes. Maybe we should have our outtakes like they do it on, on Iron Man or something like that. But uh, we were talking about our outtakes. Uh, we were talking about the uh, this drug uh, two, three weeks ago, and I think during one of the commercials, I said, "I think I'm gonna take this thing." This. Yeah. this thing. and i think one of you told me do you even know the side effects and i go i think that was me yeah i'm pretty
1: sure that was tamara
2: (laughs) so i read the side effects and they worried me for about a week and then i said you know what i don't care about the side effects i'm gonna take it anyway then i found out about the price and a big side effect and i said nah i don't think i'm gonna do that you know so just,
0: that was the effect. that factor? was my side
2: effect that it cost that at the time it cost fifteen hundred dollars a month I don't, I don't know where the
0: price is wow are. i wonder how much of it insurance covers i wonder I what the after
2: insurance
0: you kidding me that's the price after insurance
2: that's what the blogs were saying and that's why because i started researching the side effects And then there was this whole thing on the financial side effects, and they said, "Let me read this thing." And all of a sudden, I had to pay all being a
1: finance type of guy.
2: Look, I just said maybe being fat ain't so bad. I mean, mean, wow, feels cost effective. What the the (laughs) the cost
0: effective? (laughs) Yelling fat is is that cost effective? No,
2: no, no. You know. Well, you're saying
0: that fifteen hundred dollars is not a justifiable amount for for what you want. That that's 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 the stopping point for you. Well, for me, not the terrible, not the terrible side effects.
2: That's like tip money, you know, whatever. <laughs> I guess.
0: Yeah, that's true. If you're a multi-millionaire, then it's really. Yeah, well, if like,
2: you're rolling it, but what's another fifteen hundred
0: Isn't that SAG insurance really good insurance? So it probably pays a lot more. I I doubt they're spending the I, actual fifteen hundred you know, you know, really out of their I, pocket.
2: I haven't really researched it that much. I I will research. I I promise. I promise our listeners that I'm going to read, we'll research it. And we'll I'm
0: curious it. what blogs you were reading for this information. I'd like to stalk those blogs and see what. It, it really went it downhill
2: really quickly. It went really unscientific really quickly. This was not.
0: I'm still curious what people <laughs> had to <laughs> say about it. Twitter and
2: Facebook and Instagram. I mean, I mean if that's
0: what. You I mean, were there me any success stuff. stories? Were there people who yeah, would like. Yeah, well,
2: almost everybody's saying I lost a lot
0: of weight. Over how long? What was the average?
2: Oh, I, I think after three to four weeks in fact I was reading a blog uh, a, a doctor she she was an endocrinologist and she kept a blog a daily like diary of what was happening she said she was gonna try it and she said that before she recommended it to any patients and I'm sorry I don't I lost the link um but before she recommended it to any patients she would do it and she did a, a week by week I, I lost this amount I lost this amount and it was on her blog where she said i just got my first bill for 1800 i am not going to keep
0: 1800 moving. wow yeah, wow
2: it along, but i think i once i lose this weight i just want to lose another 5 pounds and then i'm going to be strong and then the blog ended was we got to real time
0: wow well you know i was reading an interesting um article it was this was a nurse and she went on ozempic and she lost the weight, but as soon as she stopped taking the ozempic, the weight started creeping right back up. But and what she did, yeah, yeah. But what she did was she realized that she had to maintain the habits, so she changed the way she ate. Right. She incorporated much more plants into her diet. She went for regular walks. She just completely changed her lifestyle. She didn't rest on her laurels and continue the lifestyle she was living uh, that caused her to turn to the ozempic to begin with which begs the question shouldn't she have done that to begin with i mean i'm glad that ozempic uh, and Maybe she said it she her and she said she did have a lot a lot of nausea while she was taking the ozempic but she said mm-hmm. she didn't say what she did but she said she had ways to counter it that's all she said um i'm thinking she probably did ginger or something like that but because she's a nurse she can't say that In an article, in any event, you know, if you chew pieces of ginger or you drink ginger tea, but mostly if you chew pieces of ginger, ginger is very good for nausea. In any event, she she said that what she had to do was she did put back on some weight, but not enough that she felt that it was a failure because she completely changed her diet. And so um, I'm glad that she had a drug like Ozempic to help jumpstart her, you know, her weight loss journey. But couldn't she have just done that to begin with? I mean, it would have taken longer, but couldn't she have saved herself some money? I don't know. That's my whole thing. My thing is, if you if you do the work to begin with, then then you don't have to worry about coming up with with that kind of money. I mean, she probably also had very good insurance. I don't know because she didn't talk about the price, but uh, right. it just it just begs the question, don't you think, Jackie? Uh, to- well, it turns out I know
1: a bunch of people who are on those uh and but they're, they all have diabetes and I just got off a cruise mm-hmm. and I gained weight of course which is what you do on a cruise but I you know I fasted and got off it you know I did like a, a healthy fasting mimicking diet for a while and I came up took off a few pounds but uh the people that I do know that were on like ozempic and that kind of thing some of them lost weight on a cruise um I don't know if it's inspiring people to like, you know, if that helps jumpstart them and then they develop good habits, if that's a possibility, but otherwise what you have to be on it the rest of your life. If you don't change your habits,
0: if you don't change your habits, this is, this is a lifetime. It's like that, that it's like that. What's that hair drug that you have to take? Otherwise you start losing. Oh, oh, oh um god what is it Rogaine called? Rogaine okay. thank you it's like Rogaine if you don't if you stop the Rogaine that hair is going to start disappearing uh-huh. <laughs> you got to stay in Rogaine for the rest of your life <laughs>
2: yeah I, I don't think this is quite like that because of course it, it is well you're well,
0: wait a minute
2: she's going to like, make it happen but if you've got the willpower remember once you lose
0: well she did weight, gain back some weight
1: once you lose that that's weight, yeah I mean but if she came out in a net in a net um, gain in terms of like winning out against the uh, the weight gain, right?
0: Right, but that was because she changed. The, but that was because she changed her lifestyle and she she changed her diet.
1: But aren't we I mean, doing that thing? People. It's a tool in the toolbox. It's a tool in the toolbox, and it one helps would you get think, there but I'm not
0: sure that people. I'm not sure that I don't think that most people think that way, and I'm not sure right. that people right. because I'm sure there is this.
1: I'm sure there's this feeling of like hopelessness when you uh, when you get like really really obese. That a lot of people have that feeling, and then maybe this gives you some hope that there's such a thing as weight loss, and then maybe then you're inspired. I don't know. I don't I don't feel so judgy about it. I just I feel like okay about it actually.
0: Well, it's not judgy. It's you think I'm being judgy? But well, well, that's okay. That sure. it's not judgy. It's you know she. It, I like I said, I'm glad that she that she had that to jumpstart, but I'm glad that she changed her 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 lifestyle and she's not relying on it. Right,
1: that's which, right. I see what you're that's saying. Yes,
0: question: Could she have done that to begin with? I don't think that's judgy. I think that's like uh, it's a real question. Yeah, but
2: look, having been on it would have taken side, longer. Having been on the other side, and I'm not talking about you know extreme amounts of ladies, I'm talking about. Ten to fifteen pounds more than my heart. Op- because she
0: did, you know. Jackie said she was fasting. Fasting is very difficult. Yeah,
2: but
1: uh, I, I live my. Yeah, life- but I know other people who do that, and, it, and 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 they can't maintain it. Like it took me a really long time. To like be able to learn how to fast. And I don't know. I, I if what if you have low blood sugar naturally? I don't know that it's always available to you. Or if you have diabetes like with insulin, I don't know. I don't
2: know what the fasting does. I, I live my life usually about 10 to 15. Yeah, I don't pounds think this is over, the type
0: one diabetes. Over
2: my optimum. Mm-hmm. And um, recently I've down to about 20, 25 pounds over my optimum weight. And what happens there is you start getting joint pains. You, you know, your knees hurt. So, you start not doing things, not activity based things. So, yeah. going on a walk, you know, in the back of your mind is damn, my feet are gonna hurt. Or after X amount of steps, you just say, I'm in pain. Uh, you look at your backyard and normally you'd be out there for an hour cutting down stuff and getting it ready for the uh, spring. And you only spend 20 minutes and you find, you start finding excuses not to do things. But the real issue is that it hurts. You know, you find excuses to print upstairs and then go downstairs. Or or there's, a, there's so many little things that a person will do that I know I personally do when I'm a little overweight that I don't normally do if I'm not that overweight that are non-activity based. And it's all of these little things and they add up the calories. So it's a lifestyle thing but i do feel that once those pounds come off the knee pain goes away it just to me it's by magic once i hurt it hit a certain number on, on the scale the knee pain just vanishes like by magic mm-hmm. um the back pain starts to go away uh i'm much more i'm much more willing than to go for a walk because my knees don't hurt if your knees hurt No matter what it's not going to be a fun thing you're not going to want to do it you know you'll do it if you have to do it but you won't do it you know four times a week maybe you'll do it twice a week so Mm. what i'm saying is activity breeds activity also when you have less weight you sleep better as you're sleeping better you're getting more oxygen while you're sleeping you're metabolizing better with the more oxygen you're, you're burning fat a lot more efficiently so all of these things, if you take all these things and add them up and put them all on top of each other, you're, you're dealing with, there is a reason why if you lose the weight, you might be able to keep it off. However, the bottom line is- You have
0: if, to start losing the weight.
2: A, you have to start losing. Something like this is that little boost that you need sometimes. It's like pushing that car. You know, that little boost that you need just to get it
0: rolling. Mm. So for
2: me, it would be worth it like that. Well,
0: when you explain it like that, that makes a lot of sense, just in terms of you know getting yourself started,
1: right? Because okay. I know that. I'm yeah, just, like a jump start, like yeah, that, that lady is doing. 40
2: pounds right now, and I, I'm a pretty tall guy, so hey, you know, people look at it and say, ah, you know, nah, but 240, still 240 on your knees," and uh-huh. my knees hurt. My knees will hurt on anything over 225. So if I can get rid of these 15 pounds and then donate them to charity or whatever, you know, and get them. Me, I know that a lot of things that I can do, a lot of the yard work I can do, a lot of the stuff that I can do, I will start doing it. I'll, I'll, fi- I'll find like the joy of doing it all of a sudden. But right now it's a chore because it hurts.
0: I'm not anti Ozempic. I just think that, you know, and I guess it's easy in my position to, to say it, because I'm not obese and I'm not overweight um but I will say that I, I you know maybe I sound like a purist or whatever but I feel like the lasting change comes from lifestyle change that's all that's all but you make a very strong case for the jumpstart I just think fifteen hundred dollars is a heck of a lot of jumpstart
2: it's a lot it's a lot I'm- <laughs> and um you know there's also what happens when it's done and um i i don't know i don't know i i haven't i haven't injected you myself mean like in- what
0: are you going to do when you're ready to stop like when yeah. you've lost the optimal weight and you yeah, feel like, happens,
2: like am i going to like save pizzas every seven seconds i mean what what's what where's my but then that going?
0: but that, that takes you back to what i was saying it's like okay yeah. well, well
1: that's what you're saying yeah that you have to change your lifestyle is this going to help you change your lifestyle
0: Right. And so it's, it feels kind of chicken egg for me because at some point you have to change your lifestyle. Either you're going to stay on this thing for the rest of your life, or you're going to make some changes to your lifestyle and embrace a lifestyle that is conducive to, um, to, to weight loss, permanent weight loss. So I, I don't know. I mean, again, I guess it's, it's, it's easier for me to say, but I just think that Long term,
1: right?
0: People who have been successful with long term weight loss, it hasn't been because of some drug and it hasn't been because of some fad diet. It's because they put in the work. That's all. That's all. I'm not saying that Ozempic is, a, but I think if you're going to do something like a semaglutide, let's not say Ozempic because, yeah, you know, uh, if you're going to do something like semaglutide, uh, I think there also needs to be a discussion alongside that saying look you also need to make changes to your lifestyle to your diet yep. you know and i think you know the do- doctors who prescribe it sort of say it tangentially but right. they don't really make it concrete for people and they say yeah yeah and they got it and they started like, i'm losing all this weight, and i look great you know but then they don't know what to do Right, and, and when uh, they get to the point when, that they want to be at
2: when we had that shutdown and I had to stop going to the gym and all that I gained 15 pounds and it took me a year and a half to lose those 15 pounds I had it's, to, it's really hard
1: to lose weight in the long run yep.
0: by the way do you know that ob- ob- obesity uh, passed from mothers to daughters passes from mothers to daughters but not from mothers or fathers to sons what? let me see that yes they did a study and they showed that that young daughters, I think they started at age four. Um, you know, they they pick up their mother's habits, and their their BMI is similar to their mother's BMI. Wait, their mother's BMI while so she's if your mommy, if you're a little girl, no, 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 not okay. just pregnant, just in general. Okay. If okay. You're, if your mommy is obese or overweight. As a little girl, you're going to be obese or overweight. Well, but the they, same they, effect the doesn't happen.
2: You're not by right? yeah. You, you don't no. You're not. There's a much higher probability that you will be obese. That doesn't mean that wait. You is you are. this
1: while it, it like what? Let's say your mom wasn't obese before she had you, and then she's obese after she had you. Are you more likely like? when is the obesity supposed to take place? Or they didn't make it that, like, fine tooth. They, they
2: did. I I read the study. It has to do with the mom's eating habits. I guess I'm getting to this.
1: Ah. It has
2: to do with the mom's eating habits. Um. So it's it's whatever state the mother's at now. If the mother was obese when she was younger and now she's thin, the child will not pick up on those habits.
0: At ages 6 to 7 and ages 8 to 9, BMI and fat mass of the girls reflected that of their mother's. Oh. At age four, BMI and fat mass of the daughters tended to be associated with that of their mothers.
1: Wow. But not for sons? And what about fathers? There were no
0: significant mother, son, father, son, or father-daughter associations for BMI or fat mass at each of the three studied ages. Just mothers and daughters. Wow. But that makes sense to me because, you know. Uh, because you it's modeling old, good habits. It's modeling habits, good or bad.
2: Right.
0: You know, and when, you know, when you're a little girl, your mommy's everything, right? I remember Padma Lakshmi. You know Padma Lakshmi, right? She's oh, a yeah, sure. pop chef. She wrote um an op-ed about um she would go during the season. So like during the season, she'd gain all this weight from eating all of this delicious food, right? And then oh, yeah. off season she'd go on a diet to get back to her her model size. And she noticed that her little girl, she was just a little one when this happened, started doing the same thing, saying, oh, I'm watching my figure. Oh, no, I don't want to eat that. I'm watching what I eat, modeling her mother's behavior off season. And so what she did was she stopped doing that and she just embraced the size that she was because she didn't want to pass that on to her daughter, which her daughter was picking up.
1: Do you see wow, what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yes. Because yes. Because little girls watch their mothers and pick up on what their mothers, have. their mother's having an extra helping, they're having an extra helping. Their mommy's having foods that are highly inflammatory. They're having foods that are highly inflammatory. So it makes sense to me.
1: Wow. Let me think about that for my childhood. Yeah. Well, uh, we didn't eat that much processed foods when we were living abroad. And then we came to the U.S. and I would sneak Twinkies I remember that like as a teen but I also you know when I was younger I didn't have a weight issue at all
0: Wait, your parents Uh, kept Twinkies in the house or did you buy them after school and hide them
1: no later when we moved to the U.S. so like when I was a tween my one brother was like always overly thin and he was always like um he was also like like a finicky eater whereas I was not at all a finicky eater and I guess my mom worried that he was gonna like not put on any weight and that he was like too thin. So she would stock and like she would stock with like cookies or like all his favorites oh. and like he would like eat a few and then I'd sneak in and like eat all of them like that <laughs> oh, was
0: wow I was terrible but that sounds was like there. something different going on there,
1: yeah, it's just complicated but but she didn't per se overeat. I mean, we always had like, we always had like a, you know, three square meals and they were cooked at home. Like we always had that, you know, mm-hmm. but once I started getting into the super processed foods with mm-hmm. their availability and that maybe that was there, but I think like I avoided a lot of, you know, that early obesity because I wasn't obese or anything as a child. So, I mean, what do you think? What did you see? Did your when mom- When I was mom- growing
0: up, um well, my mom was, um, my mom was, She wasn't naturally an overweight person, but my dad wanted her to be overweight. So he always kind of overfed us all. Oh, you know, that whole Jamaican aesthetic of like the mom. Okay. Okay. And so he always overfed us all. And it just wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't healthy for her. And it certainly wasn't, I couldn't do it. I mean, my stomach just didn't stretch to, to those capacities of food and I would always throw away the extra food and try to hide it in the garbage because I couldn't eat it. And- uh, Oh, you did
1: not clean your plate or like you- No, I couldn't. I, I it did. was
0: physically not- Oh, I,
1: I was a clean, I like over, I could not like get enough, but my, other, my siblings didn't eat the way I did. Like I really was like a big eater right from the get-go. So yeah. you would hide the
0: fact that I you would didn't finish your the, plate. That's correct because I just couldn't, it was physically not possible for me to do it. So I would hide it. And I would like remove garbage from the top, throw the food in and then put the garbage on top of it so that he didn't see <laughs> that. Oh I, my gosh. I didn't want to put it on the top for him to see we'd get in big trouble. So, uh, oh. yeah, so it was it was interesting dynamics. And then for a while, I went through this phase when I got older of like feeling guilty about not eating everything. And then one day I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I'm making myself overweight. This is terrible. I feel terrible. And I just was, I just let it go. I was just like, I can't do this to myself anymore. I've got to forgive myself. Children in Africa are still going to starve. You know, because at the time it was like, people are starving in Africa. Oh
1: yeah. We used to all get that at home, right? Like
0: Yeah. And so I was just like, they're just going to, they're going to still starve. There's nothing that I could do about that. I just, I can't eat all of this food.
1: Whoa. That's some story hmm.
0: So there was no opportunity for emulation or anything like that. I know that my little one is always telling me that she wants to be like me and she wants to look like me and all this other stuff, because she's lighter than I am. And she's like, mm-hmm. I want to be brown like you mommy. Or she's like, "Oh, I want to, I want a body like yours. And it's like, yeah, patience, child, you're going to have a <laughs> better body than me when you get better, when you get older, like, you'll, you'll be fine. Just, just give yourself time, you know, but, child. but yeah, from my experience as a mom, not so much as a daughter. Um, I I see the wisdom in that. Not the wisdom, but I see where I see how that can happen.
1: Back to your reason for developing good, healthy habits
0: while they're young, because they take them with them. No. Lou, do you want to <laughs> weigh I'll in here at bit, all? Uh, ah.
2: I'm not going to say anything. I I could say we're almost out of time. But...
0: Well, but we have to talk about one last thing built built environment. Are you familiar with that term? That's basically what your neighborhood is like. So if you live in a neighborhood that doesn't have parks and has a lot of fast food joints around, um, it the, the tendency is that you're going to have a higher BMI than if you live in a neighborhood that has lots of parks and less fast food joints. So that's in in a nutshell, what built environment is. Right. And apparently, it's the leading contributor to obesity more than any other well, social determinant of health, really? So
1: that's like my mom bringing in the special cookies and stuff like that are in the closet when I'm between, and I can't stay away from it. well, is it's more
0: like it if you are you have nothing else available. Right, it's like Like if you live in a neighborhood. If you if you live in a neighborhood and your nearest your nearest place to get something is a bodega that has like hero sandwiches and patties and and chips, soda. That's the kind of stuff you're gonna eat. You're gonna. I
1: wonder if that also becomes your like nostalgic food because what's nostalgia other than like the food you ate as a kid? Like, I wonder if that's like that stays with you. Like you always have a taste for it. Like it has like an emotional component. If well, you, you do, but a lot of on.
0: people, but you do to some extent, but I, I think a lot more people are influenced by what's around them. So okay. if you're surrounded by Pizza Hut, McDonald's, Burger King, that's just normal, Bell, that's the stuff that you're going to eat because that's the stuff that is that you have access to, that's available, that's on your way home or on your way to work. Yeah. Versus uh, if you live in an area that has, um, you know, uh, family owned type restaurants mm-hmm. that have a different kind of food. Or if you live in a neighborhood that's just pure buildings and no parks, you're not going to get exercise the way someone who lives in a neighborhood that has multiple parks uh, are going to have.
1: Back to that idea of like having some green zones within yeah otherwise it's not it's It's not
0: building yeah did I tell you I have this um this neighbor you know when she first moved into the neighborhood um she was normal size and now she's obese and she's got all these these health problems and she uses a cane to walk and ankle braces it's terrible but you know what she's always ordering um, from the local pizza place because it's like down the block it's convenient
1: I wonder if it ends up being cheaper too in a weird way like
0: not it's not wise. really cheaper if you think about it Just but convenience so, but, but convenience wise you think it's cheaper but I bet you if you did the math it's actually much more expensive than having groceries delivered because I think all supermarkets do delivery you know if you have the food delivered but then also you have to have a knowledge of like what's healthy and what's not healthy and i think uh you know i think a lot of municipalities um especially lower income municipalities do a really bad job of informing people like the local hospitals and 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 so forth um i'm really kind of cheesed that this government for example opened up when i say this government i mean new york new york state government opening up um the um the benefits so that people can go to eat at restaurants and so forth, because that's not the healthiest food. Do you know what I mean? And I know they think they're killing two birds with one stone, but we talked about this before. You know, This doesn't really teach people how to eat better. Anyway, I'm gonna not even get into that subject (laughs) because that's just another pet peeve of mine. And uh, we've kind of run out of time anyway. (sighs) So remember people, you only have one life and one body. Do your best to, by the way, Lou, I have noticed that you you were very quiet through this whole thing. Uh, but you were not,
2: the first sentence, so.
0: you were talking, <laughs> okay, all going
2: right. so through withdraw now, now <laughs> really, when, the shakes. And-
0: okay, all right. So you got to do your best to make it count. So your years are full of life and your life is full of health. Information equals transformation, people. So take the small steps each day and you'll see a difference. I am sure of it. All right, guys. Well, it's been real. I've got a boogie. I know you guys have to boogie too. Thank you. You've been wonderful as always.
1: All right. That sounds great. I will see you uh, next week.
0: All right. Next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Urban Health Weekly today. I hope you'll join me and my friends next week so you can stay informed and inspired to take control of your health. See you next time.